Hi there, and welcome to the LDS study session, episode 37, uh, with me, Matt Robert. And, uh, well, today, uh, obviously, uh, had a big experience last night. So, uh, as I mentioned in my podcast yesterday, I was preparing uh, to see my uh, brother be set apart to go on his mission, and he leaves on an airplane today, set apart as a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, with my mum and dad, uh, so that they can uh, go and see some sites first before he goes into the NTC in Provo. Uh, now, I, obviously, it's kind of brought back memories of me being set apart. It's brought back some thoughts and feelings I had about from that time, which was, crazily enough, 11 years ago. Um, so, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm kind of, my, my mind is focused around that event. Uh, and really, um, I wanted to kind of just talk a bit about something that obviously as missionaries, uh, well, particularly I as a missionary, but I know many missionaries, uh, recite many times and memorize and internalize, and that is Doctrine and Covenants section four. And there was a couple of uh, things from that section that I wanted to share, particularly uh, after the experience that I had yesterday. Missionary uh, service has made me the person that I am today. Um, it really has made me, given me the qualities and attributes that hopefully uh, are good about myself. Um, and obviously, I'll have thoughts about the qualities about myself that are good. Maybe maybe other people that aren't me <coughs> will be a bit more generous uh, about the qualities that I have. But certainly, I think that I wouldn't be the person I am today uh, without having served my mission. Now, in Doctrine and Covenants section four, um, this is very interesting, this, because this revelation was given before uh, the, the church was organized uh, to, to the prophet Joseph Smith's father. And it talks about how um, this service is vital. It's, it begins in chapter one. I'm not going to read all of it, although it is short, um, but it talks about how, obviously, this marvelous work is about to begin. Um, and again, this, this can bring on multiple meanings. It can talk about contextually the church and how it was about to be brought forth in around about seven months uh, at that time. Of course, it can refer to um, the missionary work that would go forth across the world from this church, uh, but it also can apply individually if we're studying this for ourselves, uh, particularly as we're preparing for our mission, and this is you know often cited in missions, then that is also a marvellous work that's about to, be, that's about to come forth. Um, in verse 2, we read about kind of the dedication that's required uh, to, to find success and to be able to do the work effectively and the right way. But then it's verses 3 and 4 that kind of stood out to me as I, as I studied it this time. Um, in verse 3, it says, Therefore, if ye have desires to serve God, ye are called to the work. It's a very short verse, um, and it seems to be implying that if you want to serve, you're serving. That's it. You're in. Um, and I thought that that was quite interesting. You know, there's no uh, condition of, oh, well, if you are worthy or if you are, you know, if you've done this uh, and you have the desire to serve God, you're called. It's if you have desires, you're called. Uh, and I thought that was quite interesting. If we look uh, in the scriptures at Alma chapter 29, verse 4, uh, we find a, a person who has very similar desires to serve God. He desires to, to cry repentance to all the, to the, all the earth. And this is uh, Alma the Younger. Uh, and I thought that this was really a, an important uh, link to this verse. He says in this verse, in Alma chapter 29, verse 4, I ought not to harrow up in my desires the firm decree of a just God, for I know that he granteth unto men according to their desire. 
whether it be unto death or unto life. Yea, I know that he allotteth unto men, yea, decreeth unto them decrees which are unalterable, according to their wills, whether they be unto salvation or unto destruction. And here we get that, um, that understanding of if you have that desire, then you will be granted that desire. If we have a desire to serve Christ and be the best that we can be, then we'll be blessed in that. If we have other desires which we shouldn't have, then those desires will come to pass as well, which is why we talk about the natural man and rooting out that, that natural man and those desires. And of course, if we don't believe that this is possible, and not because we don't believe in our Heavenly Father, but because we don't believe in ourselves, we can look at First Nephi chapter 7, verse 12, where it says, Yea, and how is it that ye have forgotten that the Lord is able to do all things according to his will for the children of men, if it so be that they exercise faith in him? Wherefore, let us be faithful to him. Uh, and I think, obviously, I mean, obviously, this is uh, Nephi uh, speaking to, uh, to his brothers. But um, it's interesting because, again, the condition here is that we are faithful to him. So I guess when you think about it, yes, if we have desires to call, to serve, we are called to work. If we just have faith that the Heavenly Father can make it so, not that we have to make it so, uh, all our, all on our own, but of course, you know, with faith it is a doing word, and we are probably, well, we are expected to do whatever we can. But if we have those desires, then we should be willing to do whatever we can to uh, to serve God. Now, um, there was a talk in this uh, recent general conference uh, by Elder Gary Vinson, uh, who talked uh, about a priesthood playbook, and he talked about the desires that we have to serve in this quorum. Uh, and I think that uh, what he said really had an important um, link uh, to what is said here in verse 3 of Doctrine and Covenants 4. Elder Stevenson said this in the April 2019 General Conference, quote, Others want to get in the game, and do. What matters most is not how talented they are, but their willingness to put themselves on the field. They do not wait to have their number called, because they know the scripture that says, If ye have desires to serve God, ye are called to the work. You can put yourself in the lineup. Close quote. I think that sometimes uh, in the Lord's Church we hung up on what calling we have, what responsibility we've been given, and then working within that sphere. And whilst that is important, I mean, if we have a responsibility, whatever that responsibility is, we need to make sure we are accountable to that, uh, and you know, serve the best that we can in that role, uh, making sure that we provide for our families first. It is important to remember that we can serve and do things without being called to a calling necessarily. We are all called to this work uh, if we desire to serve. We then move on to, uh, to verse 4 in, in section 4. And it says, Behold, the field is white, already, all ready to harvest. And lo, he that thrusteth in his sickle with his might, the same layeth up in store that he perisheth not, but to bring his salvation to his soul. And this, uh, this phrase of the field being white, all ready to harvest, is an interesting one because again I think it has a number of layers. Here we're obviously thinking about the field being the world uh, and the fact that it's white already to harvest means that there are people waiting to receive the, the gospel and ready to be harvested uh, as, as the phrase goes or rather be given the word and, and brought unto Christ. Um, they're right they're ready they, they want to receive that. However um, it's interesting because I think that the field being white already to harvest, it takes on another meaning when we apply this personally, uh, similar to, to verse 1 that can be uh, given on a personal application. Uh, if we look in uh, John chapter 4, verse 35, we actually find the Saviour uh, teaching uh, his, 
his disciples. Uh, and he says who, who are speaking with him. Uh, and then it, he, they're talking about, you know, kind of what they're going to eat. But the Savior takes this to, to teach a lesson. Um, and he says in verses 34 to 35 of John 4, Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, um, Behold, I, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Now, I, I think that, yes, this obviously applies again to, to missionary work, that, you know, why wait? We shouldn't be waiting, the time is now. Uh, but I think that also, uh, we, there's kind of an application to our own lives. I was uh, in a shop recently uh, near, near where my, par my parents-in-law live, um, and I was in the till. And this uh, young man, well, I say young man, you know, young adult, he, he probably was now. Uh, I, th I think he was talking about kind of finishing his A-levels, so I would presume he was around 18 years old. Uh, he was speaking to um, the person in front of me about kind of, you know, what he's done in his studies, you know, what he, what he is hoping to get, obviously, at this time of the year, after he's uh, done his A-levels and he's waiting for those results. Um, and then kind of, you know, what his next steps were. And she was talking about, oh, well, there's this and this if you've done that, isn't there? And they, he was saying, yeah, oh, yeah, that's that's interesting. And yeah, there's also this as well. They were talking about prospects. And then she kind of gave another couple of, of ideas. And then he said something very interesting. He said, oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I mean I'm not looking uh, right now. I mean, I, I'm i uh, going to take a few years off, you know, have a bit of a break, uh, and then, you know, um, decide then. You know, and then he talked about how he was, you know, obviously working at that moment in that store uh, and he says oh and you know this what I'm doing right now you know it's just it's just spending money you know I'm just you know a few nights out here and there that kind of thing and I, I was kind of stood there and uh, I just felt not frustrated not I'm not frustrated but I was just kind of like oh, mate like life and I know that obviously this is, you know, the difference between kind of maybe my viewpoint and others' viewpoints. Um, you know, I'm sure a number of people in the world would completely get that and go, oh, yeah, do you know what? It's important, you know, to have that time to, you know, go and enjoy yourself, you know, go party and go find yourself maybe, you know, that maybe that's the phrase they would use, go and find yourself and, and, and enjoy, enjoy life whilst you can and before you get busy. Um, but I was kind of stood there and I just thought, you know... Uh, I find that frustrating. I really do. Why wait four months? The field is white already to harvest. This is what I'm talking about. This is this is the other application I can see. Why wait a few years to 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 accomplish or achieve your potential and do what you can do right now? This this guy, I'm sure he has loads of he has loads of potential, and if he changes his mind and goes and studies and you know gets himself. And works on himself and develops his qualities. He can be a great. He has great potential. He's a child of God after all. But instead, he's willing just to, you know, take a few years just to relax and do nothing and party and, you know, I'm sure that he'll learn things from that. You know, you you hear people talk talk about the lessons they learn from from being in the world, and I get that. I definitely do. Um, but you know, why not develop yourself as also you know in other ways educationally even, just that even, or, or vocationally wise. I, 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 obviously, I, I'm one to talk. I was probably earlier than many others. Um, you know, Even in the church, I'm probably considered to be someone that was 
you know, just kind of jumped in and just started early. Some would probably argue too early, and I've probably and I've heard that discussion. So obviously, uh, for those that don't know me, uh, I served my mission uh, when I was eighteen years old before the the age was reduced in in you know in in the whole church. I mean, to be fair, my dad served when he was eighteen, and that was in the eighties. So it's it's something that's actually been happening quite often. It's only just the the, the general church that caught up with us, if you like. Uh, in the UK, we. Uh, our study because of our studies we can't leave our university study and then come back to it a year, two years later and carry on from where we left off we have to do the whole course so to leave at 18 just before we begin our studies made a lot more sense than waiting around for a year um, not being able to start you know a course of study at university then go on a mission for two years and then cont- continue that you know it, it, it doesn't work like that so we've all, a lot of us have been when we were when we were 18 so I went when I was 18, I came back when I was 20, uh, you know, a few months after being 20. I got engaged five days later because my, my wife-to-be, we started dating a year before my mission. Um, we, we unofficially split, um, you know, um, before I left on my mission. Uh, but, we decided, but we ended up writing each other loads during the mission. She waited for me for two years, which, you know, is, she was incredible, an incredible example. For me, it was easy because I was lost in the work. I just got on with it and, you know, that time was, was dedicated to the Lord. So that was a lot easier for me. But for her, it, I, it was a lot. Uh, but she still did it. And, you know, I'm eternally grateful to her that she did. For five, five days after I came home, the first day, well, I should say the next day after I came home and, and was set, and was released from my mission, I, uh, you know, I went to the temple. Uh, I, I prayed and I sought the answer to see if it was the right thing and it tell and it felt the right thing so i decided well similar to the the example here why wait the field's ready to harvest so four days later it was the anniversary of us becoming officially boyfriend and girlfriend and i proposed to her and four months later we were married um so you know that year was a big year for me um and i guess you know for uh, being 20 years old when i was married i was probably considered very young even by the church's standard um, but I I know that obviously many people have different feelings about you know when things are the right time, and you know what you know from e- even people inside the church, you know there are there's a time and a season for everything. Just because some people do things earlier doesn't mean everyone has to do it in that same way. Everyone is individual. Everyone is unique, and life circumstances are different. But examples like the one I mentioned before, where there is someone that is you know there and ready and has the capability to go and do something and achieve something but decides just to rest for a few years and not do anything it you know it, it is that example of the field is right white don't wait for that time if the time is right uh, for that individual then go forth and do uh, and you know i'm grateful uh, to, have, to have taken that that opportunity to do so anyway that <laughs> that this study sessions uh, become a much longer one than i thought it would so anyway i'm going to leave it there grateful for the chance you had taken to listen um and if you have anything to share about what i've said or anything separate uh, to what i've shared to, sh- to share with me please do so at matt s roberts 90 i'd be really appreciative uh, of your thoughts because i i'm here to learn and grow uh, grateful for your time and until we meet again